What's going on, everyone? And welcome to Saying It Out Loud, a podcast created to help people who want to learn more about fitness and life. Our podcast will help you build a foundation and turn fitness into a lifestyle and help you conquer your life. I will be your host, Leo, and my co-host, Stephanie, and we're the owners of Ahala Athletics coaching business built on our belief that clients aren't just a dollar sign and they're human. Now on to the episode. What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to Saying It Out loud. And let me tell you, we had a very interesting weekend slash cheat day last week. We actually got outside our comfort zone and got invited to a gingerbread house building competition. And if you've never done one of those before, I don't blame you because it's not something that people do often. But we got invited, so we headed out to good old Austin, about two and a half hours from San Antonio to meet up with a friend of ours. There's about 20 people there. Yeah. About 20 people there. And I thought, you know, we're going to pregame it. We got this great idea. We're going to show up. We're going to win first place. They're going to build some little baby gingerbread houses and we're going to take home the dub. But they also all showed up ready to freaking play. Mind you. We've never done this before. They've all done this before. Not all of them. There's there some. Was it everybody? Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess they were all second timers. Anyways, some very innovative people. They were all architects, and we had tree houses. We had the Polar Express. We had barns. We had castles, and we built a gingerbread house. So I think we should have won because we actually did what we were supposed to do. Anyways, needless to say, it was a good time. Met some new people. There was two other bakers there. Overall, it was a good time, and everybody liked my cookies, so that's really all that mattered. Even though we lost, it was a learning experience. We will be back next year to retry. But I made Snickerdoodle cheesecake cookies, Oreo cheesecake cookies, and then for us on Cheetah, I made red velvet cheesecake cookies. So good. So good. And we had cheat day Saturday. We didn't eat anything. We ate our regular meals Friday. We didn't eat out or nothing, Um, you know. That's how we are. Goals. But anywho, other than that, I don't think anything else happened. Anything else happened? Nope. Apart from having our water system. Oh, yeah. We got our water system installed. So we got clean water. We don't have to buy no more gallons because we were spending like 120 bucks a month on freaking gallons. But now we are good to go. We are just waiting on the fridge, waiting on our floor mats for the gym. Which will be here in January something. Yeah, and that will be everything that we are currently waiting on. So yeah, let's get into this episode. Question of the day. Do you eat before you work out? And you guess it. Topic of the day is pre-workout nutrition and supplementation. Because a lot of people tend to underestimate how important it can be for certain people. And it might not be beneficial to you, but for the most part, everybody I've talked to, including ourselves, it has benefited us tremendously. So we're going to go over eating and then we're going to go over pre-workout because some people think, oh, I just drink black coffee and that's my pre-workout. But there's other reasons why you want to have an actual pre-workout powder and we're going to go over that and we'll lead it off with uh, food first so if you want to dive on into yeah so i'll talk about two things that 
a lot of people shouldn't do in a sense, unless you're hypoglycemia like me. Um, first one is super high fiber foods in uh, your pre-workout meal. The reason for that is because it'll draw just water into your gut and you're going to be bloated and you just overall, the food is going to be sitting in your stomach, having a hard time digestion, especially like it, depending on how fast you eat it within your workout time frame. So like if you have it three hours, four hours, then it might be good but that won't really fuel your workout as much as if you have it like 30 minutes to an hour before your workout. So low fiber is something that you should aim for unless you have low blood sugar. And then on top of that, fat. Fat is something that, again, is slow digesting in your body. So although it might seem cool to have some peanut butter or whatever it is, save it for another time. Not for your pre-workout because, again, it's going to slow down digestion. It's going to draw all the water towards trying to break down that food. And it's not going to actually give you a pump, give you the energy that you want. You might actually feel sluggish. And overall, it's just it's not what it's meant for. So for a pre-workout meal, you want to have most of your carb sources around that pre-workout meal. The reason for that is, one, you're more insulin sensitive during your workout, meaning you won't really have that issue of just uptaking and using your insulin glucose. And also you're going to use it as fuel during your workouts. It's going to fuel your body. It's going to give you pumps. It's going to give you more energy that's going to last throughout the workout. So that way you can actually push yourself more. And that's why a lot of people should not, I would argue, almost all should not train fasted for that reason. Do you want to add more? Yeah. Take it from me. I used to train fasted. I never had an actual problem with it. Just because he has a strong mindset. Once you add on some food, then you <laughs> get that in extra energy throughout the workout. So you can push yourself a little bit harder. We're not talking about like, oh, you're going to add 50 pounds onto your bench press or anything crazy like that. But it does help your body not feel hungry. And if you've ever felt hungry during a workout, it freaking sucks. So just getting that, edder, edder, getting that extra added nutrition during your workout for an hour. Not only that, but it's actually going to help you build more muscle. So a lot of people that do focus on pre-workout nutrition, which is something I add into my clients, like nutrition regimen in a sense, is, is their pre-workout meal. And that's something that we, I mean, it depends on where the client is at and their health condition will add most of their carbs to half of their carbs to that pre-workout meal. But it truthfully makes a difference in how your overall physique looks and how you push yourself and how your gym performance is and overall also how much more calories will be able to add in because if you're pushing yourself more at the gym, you're going to actually build more muscle and then you can actually get away with a lot more calories to eat during the day. So I would argue it's one of the most important meals and it's something that you want to enjoy too. Yeah, it just takes time to implement it because a lot of people probably aren't used to eating around the Mm -hmm. workout window. So it's just something you got to work on and we'll add in slowly over time. And like I said, it's pretty beneficial. I would just recommend trying it and see if it makes a difference. Because, I mean, we want to be able to perform as best we can in the gym. And running on E while you're at the gym is probably not the best thing to do. So 
eating a little bit helps your body get some extra energy and get your blood flow and, you know, get that water moving to muscles. But like she said earlier, you don't want to do high fats and you don't want to do fiber because all that blood's going to be in your stomach and not to the muscle where it needs to be. And I think that's pretty good for food. No, I mean, so one thing I mentioned carbs, but you want protein too. So we can prevent muscle breakdown as much as possible and fuel your workouts. But so that's something that you want to go for. It's carb protein source. So a lot of people do like cream of rice. You can do cereal. It really just depends on like what you're what you prefer and also at what time you're working out. So some people, when they work out super early, they don't really have that much hunger, which one thing it'll build over time. So some, like when he said like, yeah, I mean, see if it works. Like it's going to take some time for you to notice it. I would argue quite some time, see check-in pictures, performance, all that stuff before you like, just say like, yeah, it's not going to work out for me, whatever. But in the morning, I would start having something like if you're the type of person that doesn't wake up hungry or gets nauseous, et cetera. So something like a cereal, protein cereal, whatever it is can work and then build from there, depending on how much hunger or like your training intensity, et cetera. Like for me, I have to have almost 800 calories <laughs> for my pre-workout like immediately uh, so I can actually fuel my body correctly and my blood sugar doesn't go down. For some people, you might not need that much, depending on your caloric intake. And if you are the type of person that you're like cutting or dieting, etc., then you might not want all of your calories to be around that time frame, but you want most of your carbs to be at that time frame. So that way you're actually fueling your body. And I would I wouldn't train in the morning if you're dieting either, because you have less food and you want as much food as possible to fuel you. Yeah. And do around hour hour 30 minutes because you have to give your body time to digest the food if you do it too early then you're going to be in the gym and your body's going to be digesting while you're in the gym and you know rest and digest not be active and digest yeah another thing you want to add is like a fast acting sugar so it could be like a fruit that has low fiber um or something sugary that you prefer that will help pair up with the carbs so again carbs slow digesting etc can help that will give you energy throughout your workout but you want something fast as well so having a variety of sources will help so yeah that's the food part now on to the supplementation and we'll throw in hydration as well because people tend to forget about that part when it comes to the human body now most people probably have taken a pre-workout now you can usually go caffeinated or non-caffeinated, which is stem or stem free. And some people like to go overboard on the stems. We've tried all the the varieties of pre-workouts out there. So we've had high stem, the ones with the freaking overload of nootropics, the ones that hurt your stomach. And then you do no stem to low stem. Right now we're currently taking Genius, which is no stem, so no caffeine, but it has the important stuff in there, you know. A citrulline malate, which you need to get that blood moving. And then you got the beta alanine, beta, beta alanine, beta alanine, beta alanine, you know, itchy, itchy, scratchy, scratchy. But it won't give you more endurance or your workout. <laughs> yeah. That's all going to help with the nitric oxide production. So we get that blood flowing. 
Yeah, which for is what you want. For some, you want also nootropic, which will help with focus. Like, yeah, mental focus, in which a lot of people think like that caffeine is the only thing that will give you a good workout, which is why you're saying you don't want to drink black coffee or like an energy drink because they're not meant to be a pre workout. Caffeine will give you an energy boost, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> and you want the other ingredients in order to have a better workout, like have a better pump, more mental focus, etc. And on top of that, creatine as well is something that's important. Yeah, right on the top of my head, I can't think of all the added benefits to caffeine. I did a post on it, so it's on my Instagram, but there's a bunch of benefits, but you got to be using it correctly in order mm -hmm. to get those benefits. So just taking black coffee might not be the best thing because it's not going to give you, you know, the beta aline or the citrulline malate. And you get to nitrate oxide production so you get more oxygen moving through your blood, which gets to the muscle, which allows more blood flow to the muscle, which allows you to be, you know, more endurance and blunt that lactic acid buildup. So those are the things that you want to look for. Plus caffeine is a diuretic and yeah. if you're, most people don't drink enough water during their workout or even hydrate enough electrolyte wise. So it's going to do the opposite effect of what you want during your workout. Yeah. So also there's creatine. So people still think that creatine is going to bloat them or just absorb extra unwanted water, which I mean, creatine's job is to produce that ATP, recycles it, and then it is going to pull in more water to the muscle, which is what you want. And we want the muscle to be hydrated so you can get, you know, the, the gains out of it. But it's not going to blunt you, blunt you, bloat you. And you want to do, you know, five grams of monohydrate. Most people probably don't eat or get enough creatine because they probably don't eat a lot of red meat. So, you know, supplementation for everybody's usually good in general. But there's a bunch of added extra good benefits for creatine. And it's just worth taking for general overall health, not just for pre-workout or post-workout supplementation. Yeah, on top of that, electrolytes and salts. Yeah, and then you know your electrolytes. So back in the day, hydration wasn't taught properly. Mm -mm. And I think a lot of people suffer from that when they used to play sports because they would just drink regular water. And then you have Gatorade, but Gatorade is just carbohydrates and sugar. And so you were dumping a bunch more of your electrolytes out so you would get exhausted faster. But now with the current research and it being taught way more that you need to hydrate with sodium and not only sodium, Potassium. but all your trace minerals, minerals, just in general. So you got your, let me see, sodium, potassium, magnesium, chloride, and magnesium mm -hmm. are the four big ones for hydration. <clears throat> And if you're not getting those, then you're not going to, your body can't retain the water. So you're going to be pissing a lot more, which is just getting rid of everything. So a lot of people are probably like, man, I'm drinking a lot of water, but you're not retaining it. So you're not really hydrated, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah it's not going to cause water retention. It's going to actually do the opposite. A lot of people drink a lot of water and they still have water retention. And that's the reason why, because you're losing all of your electrolytes. And during a workout, I mean, you're... You do need it just to retain your water, one, but also to get a good pump as well. Yeah. So be careful with a lot of electrolytes. They're usually always very low on sodium, potassium, especially potassium, and very high in sugar. And that's not exactly what you want in a sense because you want it to be actually 
hydrating you, not taking away from your electrolytes with the sugar. Yeah, the sugar depletes the potassium and magnesium. So it's really counterintuitive to take one. So the one we're taking right now is from Dr. Berg's has a thousand milligrams of potassium. And which is a lot of people don't get enough potassium. You need about 4,700 milligrams of potassium. That's not, well, that's in, well, not including what you utilize from working out or from all the carbohydrates you eat. And a lot of people don't replenish what they've lost mm-hmm. during their workout. So they go out through the rest of the day and now you're in a, a negative instead of a net positive. So when you're looking for an electrolyte powder, you want to make sure you got the four big ones, the magnesium, chloride, sodium, potassium. And the potassium being super high and if you, you can. Yeah, you want to get a lot of potassium in there because yeah. you don't need, you need what, 400 milligrams of magnesium daily um, and then sodium, depending on a bunch of factors, but I would say about 4,000 milligrams. Of, you know, you need... Is that a two to one ratio? Yeah, two to one ratio sodium, potassium. So you... If you take in 4,700 of potassium, you need, what, 9,400? No. 8,400? Yeah. No, 8,800? Yeah, something like that, whatever, math. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Of sodium. So we add extra salt into our pre-workout. So yeah, I do about, we do about two grams of sodium into our pre-workout, and then plus the sodium we put on our food. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, we can talk about intra-workout. As well, since it's going to be a short podcast. Yeah. So intro workout, you'll see a lot of people, especially if you follow a lot of fit, fit, fit posts. Pit, pit posts. They'll eat their intro workout meal. So like rice cakes or some sugar candy or whatever it is. And they think, oh, you know, I'm feeling my body, extra pump or whatever. The problem with that is that, again... Your body's not meant to be digesting food at that moment. You're literally focusing on just being in a stress state and getting a workout in. So you're going to get bloated. The sugar is not really going to do much. And it's going to start pulling all of the water back into your stomach as much as it can. So it's going to draw away from your workout. And you might feel a lot more lethargic, low energy, all that stuff, and less of a pump. So instead of that... You might want to go for like the electrolytes and maybe some sugar source that you can drink instead. So that way, at least it's not drawing from your workout. It's just fueling you depending on how long your workout is and how how much you're pushing yourself at the gym. I would argue a lot of people might just get away with some electrolytes and that's it until you're going to a higher level with some of my other like my athletes are pushing themselves trying to grow, trying to get stronger, trying to push themselves as much as possible so you can get the maximum results, then that's going to benefit them. But for a lot of people, simple water electrolytes will be more than enough for the time being as you get to that point. Yeah, don't, <clears throat> I wouldn't recommend eating during your workout. Like I said earlier, it's going to take 30 to an hour plus to even digest so you're not getting it when you need it. By the time you get it, you'll be done with your workout. hmm so just get you a simple intro workout that doesn't have all the bull crap in it. It's just filled with sugar. Uh, electrolytes. Yeah, and electrolytes. Mm-hmm. And then if you, or you can do like an electrolyte powder and a carb powder. Yeah. 
Or and if if you're really feeling like you want to spend extra money, EAs can help too. Yeah, just EAs. just to prevent like further muscle breakdown. I mean, the point of the workout is to break down muscle, but for some people, there it can be too catabolic and lose muscle instead of actually putting them on. So it can help. Yeah, essential amino acids. If you're wondering, essential. Yeah, yeah. Not branch chain amino acids. No, that's the opposite. You get yeah. that enough if you have protein. <laughs> yeah, one of them we create in our body; the others we don't. So, yeah, but yeah. So, pre, intra, post workout nutrition. If you're gonna attempt it, don't make it into a chore. It is not. Something that should be causing you a headache. It's just something that either you're going to implement it or you're not. If you're a beginner, then you should just focus on building a foundation without adding in as much as you need. Mm -hmm. So just focus on your training program and eating. Yeah, getting the right calories and macros. Getting the right calories and macros. Don't worry about pre-workouts. Don't worry about intra-post-workouts. Just focus on eating. And your training program. Now, once you start making your way up to intermediate, to advance, then you can start adding in these things. I mean, everything is a tool. So you only use it when you need it. And if you don't need it, don't use it because it, it can turn into a nightmare trying to figure out, well, okay, well, if I'm going to eat this at this time, then I have to eat this afterwards, or I'm going to drink this during at this time. And then, you know, you're doing all this unnecessary math. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would argue the most important one of everything we mentioned is just having a meal for your workout. Yeah. It's going to make a huge difference. It's going to make a huge difference in your workout and just overall your insulin resistance as well. So, but Yeah. So just to recap, you got your pre-workout, what you just take before you work out, about an hour before you work out, give it time to get into your body. And then you don't want to do fats or fibers. It's going to take too long to digest. And you're going to be bloated and feel like crap at the gym. You want to do carbs and simple sugars. And protein. And protein. Then you got your intro workout, which is why you why you are working out. And same concept. You want something that's going to get in you quick because you don't want it to be digesting in your stomach while you're working out. So you don't want to eat anything. Do electrolyte powder or carb powder. Something that's going to get in you quick. And you want to make sure it doesn't have any unnecessary fillers, mm-hmm. like a bunch of sugar and a bunch of sugar uh, alcohols, sugar alcohols or stuff that's going to cause any kind of issues. Or bloating, yeah. Just something clean. Something, yeah, basic. Then post-workout, there's no anabolic window, but you do need to eat at least an hour to two afterwards. Uh, and then you want to eat your normal meals. Yeah, good source of protein carbs and maybe some fat in there to help you and some actual yeah i mean if you want to drink it or not i don't have i don't do creatine post-workout because i don't eat remy but uh as long as you have that well-balanced meal after then uh, and you're not fasting or whatever it's going to help you recover and overall build the muscle that you were trying to build during yeah. your workout and don't forget to replenish <laughs> The water that you lost and the electrolytes you lost during your workout and it's going to help overall it's going to help you sleep better because you're going to have your electrolytes so you won't be getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom every freaking five seconds and you know if you're replenishing it with magnesium it's going to relax you and then 
you know, potassium and sodium are going to keep the water in you so you're not peeing. Yep. But yeah, so nice little quick podcast for you guys. It's important, but not as important as your pre-workout meal. Your pre-workout meal. So <laughs> make sure you try it out. And if you need help, you know, hit us up. We'll get your recommendations. I mean, we've taken a bunch of pre-workout meals and we've taken a bunch of supplements so we can make some recommendations for you. But as always, if you like this episode, don't forget to like, comment, share. And until next time, see ya! Hopefully you enjoyed the episode and have already left your five-star review. If you want more knowledge like this, make sure you join our free Facebook group. Where we give out freebies, go over more topics, and answer all your questions. Lastly, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. Usernames will be in the show notes.